0: what is up my friend welcome to episode number 47 of the anthony john Amex podcast and this is another sunday sermon edition and today i want to talk with you about your subconscious psychology and how your mind attempts to self-sabotage you so sit back relax and enjoy the show welcome to the anthony john Amex podcast helping entrepreneurs break through to new levels of peace power and profit Prepare to open your mind to the proven tactics and strategies the world's leading intellects have used to avoid a stagnant career and achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. It's time to increase your levels of power with your host, Anthony John Amex. All right, welcome back. Quick question, have you joined Shift 101 yet? I hope you have, especially if you're listening to this podcast because the free training I share in that group every single week, it builds on the stuff that I talk about here on the podcast every single week. In fact, this week, I just shared a 30-minute training on the five principles of cells that nearly every single person misses, and there's a whole lot more of that type of training inside that community, so go to ajamyxcom community. Again, that's ajamyx.com community, and hit that little join button, and also, it's 100% free, doesn't cost you anything, so make sure you go ahead and do that. That being said, let's get into today's topic, subconscious psychology, how your mind attempts to sabotage you. Sounds pretty fancy, doesn't it? Well, let me see if I can make this topic extremely simple. See, I was running the other day and it got me to thinking like how much time and energy that I actually use on thinking. Like over the past seven weeks, I've been running. I've been following the Couch to 5K app. You probably, if you've been following week after week after week, you're probably like, oh, stop talking about running. But I've just learned so many lessons from it. And I'm happy to report that I've completed my 5K this week. It's done. Nobody was there. Nobody cheered me on. But bam, it's done. Yet in this process, there were days that I didn't want to run. Like there were days when I was scheduled to run two and a quarter or three quarter miles, 2.75 miles. And my mind tried to talk me out of doing it. Yet the thing was, is I was committed. Like before I even started this whole couch to 5K app thing, I had made a decision in my mind and in my spirit that I would do what was required. So when this feeling within me would say things like, you know, you've ran 2.7 miles on Monday. You really don't need to run another 2.7 miles today. I mean, after all, you're just like running a mile, right, is better than what most people do. Or when I'd be running, my mind would say things like, you know, your legs and feet are feeling really heavy right now. Like, we should just walk. I mean, just a little walk's not going to hurt anybody. I mean, nobody's going to know anyway. Like, my mind would say these sneaky little things over and over again, and maybe your mind says something similar when you're working to bring your big visions to life. I'm here to tell you that these are the voices of resistance that stop so many people And this is why if you really want to unlock a new level of freedom and purpose and success in your life, that you must learn to discipline your mind because the reality is you either run your mind or your mind runs you. Like there's no middle ground. In Revelation 3 verses 15 and 16, it says, I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were that either one or the other. So because you're a lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. I think this part of scripture is so relevant to this conversation because when we are lukewarm, we waste so much of our precious time and energy. Like God, universe, spirit, source, whatever name you want to call it, it cannot flow through us because we're stuck in indecision. Like we're stuck being lukewarm. Now coming back to my running story, if I choose to be lukewarm and try to think my way out of the resistance, I would have never got my run completed that day. And I sure would have not completed my 5K and hit my target. I mean, just think about it. I would have sat there debating in my mind. I would have been there thinking things like, well, maybe my mind is right. I mean, yeah, let's walk. And then if I did that, I would have then felt internally guilty. And then I'd probably have used that guilt to either quit altogether or force myself to run more to make up for the self-imposed internal pressure. Like being lukewarm is nonsense. I'm here to tell you that it's where a lot of really smart people hemorrhage a massive amount of core power. So what's the solution? Simple. You either choose to do the thing or you choose not to do the thing and move on. Like that's it. Like right now, I typically run on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and that way I give my body the weekend to recover, and also I just really enjoy completely unplugging from anything work-related during the weekend so I can actually be fully present with my wife and my daughter. Like, is this something I enjoy doing. Yet there were a few weeks where Friday came around and it was time to run, and I would check in with myself and know that it was not a win for me to go on a run on Friday. Yet going on a run on Saturday afternoon while my daughter takes a nap, like that was a win. So guess what I did? I went and ran on Saturday. And then Monday would come around, and I'd be right back on track. Like I didn't choose to mentally debate anything. Instead, I just simply made a decision and executed on it. Now it's taken me years to get to a place where I'm mentally disciplined to follow through like this. Yet it doesn't have to take you years to become mentally disciplined to stop the self-sabotage. I remember Tony Robbins talking about one of the reasons that he does cold plunges, and it really stuck with me. He said something like, I do cold plunges because my mind doesn't want to do it, yet I train my mind to go when I say go, period. Like This is just such a great example of mental discipline. Now, in all things, I believe there's a centered approach to this, and this is an important distinction because if you're not careful, you can be in a place of force rather than power, and force isn't a sustainable long-term solution. This is why learning to check in with your body and co-create with your body is a wonderful skill set to learn to master. So what are some ways to discipline your mind so you don't become lukewarm and burn through your energy in your mind? Well, I'm going to give you three ways, and I want you to understand that these three ways are simple things, very simple things. Yet I want you to remember, simple to do means also simple not to do. So one way is through the practice of meditation. I like to call them mind breaks. It doesn't have to be about achieving some life-altering meditation states. It can simply be a daily discipline of doing three three three-minute meditations or mind breaks throughout the day. Like all you have to do is pick three times throughout your day and then set a reminder on your calendar to do a three-minute mind break. And then during this three-minute mind break, all you have to do is set a timer for three minutes and breathe. And count the number of inhales and the number of exhales until your timer goes off. And if you forget like what number you're on, just start back at zero. And one, two, three. And just keep going until the three minutes is done. Like that's it. Now why is this important? Because your mind is going to attempt to convince you that you don't have time. Like your monkey brain is going to freak out and end this freak out. It's not about achieving anything. It's about you going on a journey to discipline your mind, to remind yourself that you are the soul in control, to remind your mind that when you say breathe, you breathe. And I promise you this daily discipline will translate into more focus and productivity and peace throughout your days. Now the second way that you can learn to discipline your mind is by doing a 20 second cold shower every day. Now why is this? Because who in the right mind wants to take a cold shower even for 20 seconds? not many people yet there's a ton of research that i'll not go into today that supports the massive health benefits of cold showers but more importantly it's just a way for you to learn to discipline your mind like i take a 20 second cold shower every morning right after my hot shower i do my normal shower routine and then once i'm done i stand there under the water i take a few deep breaths and on my exhale i just turn the handle to as cold as it can get And as the water hits my skin, my body's natural response is it triggers its fight, flight, or freeze defense mechanisms. And then when that happens, I remember I am the soul in control. And I choose to take a slow, deep breath in and just keep breathing, allowing the cold water to wash over my body. And as a result, I discipline my mind to breathe. Now, doing this has increased my productivity and my focus during my day, and it's also increased the amount of happiness I experience throughout the day as well. And if that's not enough, like, it's also increased my capacity for when life gets a little spicy. You know what I mean? And my fight or flight or freeze mechanism starts to engage. My natural tendency now is to start breathing and to be with it. Rather than reacting to the fight or wanting to run away or reacting to the freeze. Like I can be in the pocket with it and like handle what needs to be handled. I'm going to tell you cold showers are a super powerful tool if you're willing to add them into your daily habits. Now the last way that I want to share with you on how to discipline your mind is nothing more than just working out and exercising. I told you this stuff was simple. Yet not only is exercise proven to release good hormones in your body, it's also a way to discipline your mind. I mean, I talked about my story running early and you heard how pretty much every single day I'm given the opportunity to go to war with my mind. And in those daily battles, I win, which over time creates more and more and more discipline and control over my mind. Now, here's why this is really important. When you're working to create a new level of freedom and purpose and success, Your current way of being, your current identity, also known as part of your ego, is at risk. And this isn't very important because your ego knows this. Now, this is all about your subconscious psychology, right? And your ego knows that its current way of being must die to give way to the new way of being that is congruent for your next level of success. Now, this is where so many amazing people self-sabotage because the ego doesn't want its current way of being to die. Like, it's all it knows. It's like, this is comfortable. This is good. Like, it's okay. And as a result, it does everything it can to come up with sneaky little ways to self-sabotage. In 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, I believe the devil is nothing more than our own egos personified. Now, the statement may ruffle a few feathers, but I want you to think about it just for a second. Just keep an open mind. In Luke chapter 4, it tells the story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. It says, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and he ate nothing during those days. And in that time, starting in verse 3, it says, The devil said to him, If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. Then in verse 5, The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in the instant all the kingdoms of the world and said to him, I will give you all of their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. And in verse 8, Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then in verse 9, the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And then in verse 13, it says, when the devil had finished all of his tempting, He left him until an opportune time. So when I hear this story, when I read this story, it sounds like the devil is the ego. Like it was the test. I mean, Jesus had fasted for 40 days for God's sake. Like I guarantee you that if you put any human being onto the planet into a place where they haven't eaten for 40 days, they're going to go into some medicine journey like state where they're going to dance with their ego and they're going to lean into the intentions that they've set for themselves, like guaranteed. Now, I've never fasted. Like I've I've never fasted for 40 days, yet I have experienced this type of quote-unquote testing during an MDMA medicine journey. Like in that journey, I remember there was like this blue streak that had been painted on this red wall for whatever reason. It was just this blue streak and it was this blue streak and it was painted on a red brick building and this blue streak was telling me, I will kill you. And I remember sitting there and staring at that blue streak and I remember like directly like staring at it intensely and with a smile on my face with massive amounts of certainty in my body and without saying a single word out loud, I said to the blue streak, you cannot kill me. Like, you can take this body, but you cannot kill me, for I am more than this body. Do you want to go? Because I'll fucking go right now. And the blue streak answered back with me, and it said, do you respect yourself? And I responded back with, like, absolutely. Do you respect yourself? And the blue streak said, yes. And then I said, well, if you respect yourself and I respect myself, like, then do we even have a problem? Like, are we good? And it was like, no, we're good, dude. And like in that moment, the intensity of what felt like war transmuted into like this love and peace that surpasses understanding. And it was that experience in which I learned at an experiential level what the law of being is really about. Like to me, that experience is what it's like to dance with the devil, to dance with the ego. And for a lot of people, while they're not experiencing the ego or the devil at this intense level that I experienced or that Jesus experienced it, only because they haven't fasted for 40 days and they're not on a medicine journey, like they're still experiencing a battle with their ego or the devil or the resistance every single day. For most people, they haven't been disciplining their mind. And as a result, when they hit a pocket of resistance, they're not able to push through to fully transition into a new way of being. Like, can you imagine what the world would look like today if Jesus chose to give into the temptation of the devil or his ego? Like, can you imagine that? And by the way, that was totally a potentiality for him. Like, I want you to see that. It was a potentiality for Jesus to give into temptation. Like, he wasn't, like, super, super special. Like, Jesus the only person who cannot give into temptation. Like, he could have. Jesus was just mentally disciplined, And he chose his purpose. He chose his commitments over his ego, which we all have the opportunity to do that. And as a result, Jesus didn't self-sabotage fully living into his purpose, which I believe was to fully embody and demonstrate unconditional love for every single human being on the planet. This way that we all have an example of what unconditional love really is. And we're able to live at that value in our own lives if we so choose it. Now to be clear, I'm not saying I'm as mentally disciplined as Jesus. And I'm not saying my temptations are or were the equivalent of what Jesus experienced. I don't believe they were at all. I'm not Jesus. And I'm 100% clear that I'm here on this planet for a vastly different purpose than Jesus was. I just wanna take a little moment to clear that out because I can totally see somebody listening to this and saying, who does this guy think he is, Jesus? No, I'm not Jesus. I'm Anthony John Amex, And I'm here to tell you that I'm here to help you remember who you truly are, which is the soul in control. And when you have control over your mind and you fully transition into a new way of being that is congruent with the desires of your heart, game over. Like there's no going back. Like an eight ounce glass can only hold eight ounces of water no matter how hard it works, no matter how hard it meditates, no matter how hard it prays. An eight ounce glass of water can only hold eight ounces of water. And if a glass had the power of free will like we humans do, and if it had a desire to hold 12 ounces of water, the only way that that it's possible for the glass to hold 12 ounces of water is if the glass transforms itself from an 8-ounce glass to a 12-ounce glass, thus transforming its capacity. And once it becomes a 12-ounce glass, it can then hold the 12 ounces of water. And now this is what creating a new level of beingness does for us as human beings. It increases our capacity to be in alignment with that which we desire and hold onto it. So many people let their mind run them, which keeps them being like that of an 8-ounce glass, even though they have 12-ounce dreams. I hope like this is making sense to you. So my invitation to you this day is this. Where in your life are you being lukewarm and allowing your mind to run you? And what may be possible for you if you choose to remember that you're the soul in control and start running your mind on a daily basis? That's going to do it for this episode of the Anthony John Ames Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for another Sunday Sermon Edition. Remember, I'm on Facebook posting all sorts of great stuff that will help you break through to a new level of peace, power, and profits. And you can connect with me over at facebook.com slash Again, facebook.com ajamyx. So just connect with me over there when you're done with this podcast. Until next time, my friend, I'm out. Peace. That's all for this episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast, but we have plenty more to help you achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. Head on over to ajamex.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. We look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast. Bye for now.